0: And on this week's show, we delve into the controversy around Ivory Coast legend Yaya Toure. As Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola said, he won't pick Toure for the club until he apologises for comments
1: made by his agent. Will Toure ever play for City again? I can never see him being a starting player under Guardiola, and that's really nothing to do with uh, what has happened in the last uh, two or three weeks. Also,
0: we speak to Nigeria and Chelsea striker Victor Moses. After being loaned out for three years, Moses is establishing himself in the Chelsea squad this season.
2: Dude, I've got the ability, I've got the talent to, to, to prove that um, I'm, I'm good enough to play for Chelsea and the manager sees that and I'm very pleased.
0: And we talk women's football as Egypt prepare for the 2016 Women's Africa Cup of Nations. We hear from the Egypt team. Well, that's coming up later, but let's start with the week's biggest African football story, which is all about Yaya Toure. Well, Toure announced his retirement from international football, having won over a 100 caps for Ivory Coast and having won the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations with them. Well actually on that story he hadn't played for the Elephants since then in 2015 so that wasn't too much of a surprise but a 33-year-old Toure did tweet that it was a very difficult decision to make although he's sure it is the right time. But then soon after this announcement Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola said he won't pick Toure for the club until he apologises for comments made by his agent Dimitri Seluk after Guardiola left Toure out of his Champions League squad. Remember that Seluk had said that Guardiola should apologise if City failed to win the Champions League. Well now, in Guardiola's first public comment on the matter, he said leaving Toure out of City's Champions League squad wasn't an easy decision.
3: It was so difficult for me to put it out in the Champions League. So difficult. Because I know him, I know he's a good, good guy. But it was difficult for me as well for Alex Garcia. The only two guys that are out because the least is the least. But the day after, his manager spoke. In that moment, Yaya is out. Except Mr. Dimitris Salouk come back in the press conference, all his friends in the media, because he has not courage to call me, go to the media and say apologize to Manchester City, the first one, the second one, his teammates, and after the trainer. When that happens, Yaya will be part of the group and he will have the same chance to play all the games. I cannot imagine my period when I was football player, my manager go to the media speak against Johan Cruyff and say about this, about that. Maybe it's the new area, you know, the new period changing, but I'm old guy. I'm old, uh, old generations. and old generations, manager has to make his job, play as his job and train as his job. And today the managers believe they are more than they are. So you have a problem, call Chiqui Biggesta in the club and can talk. Until he doesn't speak, am not going to play.
0: Well, that's Pep Guardiola. Well, Toure's agent, Dimitri Siluk has responded, saying, among other things, I can say whatever I like, and Guardiola can't stop me. So, Stuart, this fallout seems to be somewhat out
1: of hand now. Yes. I mean, sometimes with agents, you wonder if it's about their ego rather than actually representing the best interests of the player. Because surely what we need to do in this situation for everyone to be calm, to be low key, to stop insulting each other, to recognise that Guardiola is the manager of Manchester City and he can choose whoever he likes. And that if Yayaatorii and his agent want to get back into the team. You know they've got to respect him and, and play along with that. And of course, the agent does have a certain amount of uh, history, and there was that rather strange incident a few years ago when uh, he announced that Yayaatori was offended because Manchester City had not celebrated his birthday sufficiently. And, you know, to me, that was a very bizarre thing to be making a fuss about, that he hadn't had a handshake on his birthday. But you really wonder what the intentions are here. It looks pretty certain that Yaya Torri will leave Manchester City in the transfer window. And are they all just positioning themselves so that they can blame someone else for it? Uh, and, I mean... People always say this, but it's always in the agent's interest for a player to leave a club because he gets a percentage of a new contract. And who knows if, if that's part of the argument that's going on here too. I mean, Yaya Torre has been a great player for Manchester City. But, uh, you know, as I said on the programme a couple of weeks ago, the writing was always on the wall when Guardiolo came because he and Torre had not got on particularly well in Barcelona. And it was unlikely that he was going to build his team around him. And in a way, I was more surprised that Yayotori had not left the club in the summer, uh, given that he had months of notice that Guardiola was coming in. Yes, that would have made a lot of sense. Now,
0: Pep Guardiola said there that in his days as a player for Barcelona back in the 1990s, he would never have imagined his agent speaking out against his manager like
1: that. So have things changed? Well, certainly agents have become a lot more powerful and many of us wonder why they become so powerful. I'm always amazed when a player at a club in the second tier is wanted by a club in the first tier and you think the player would jump at the opportunity to come but somehow we find that the club in the first tier has to pay a whopping sum of money to the agent of that player to persuade him to go from a second tier club to a first tier and Clubs have accepted this. To some extent, they've made a rod for their own back, you could say. And certainly agents have become very influential and have a lot of power. And if you look at someone like Dimitri Sulek, he has been Yaya Touré's agent since Yaya Touré was in the Ivory Coast. So obviously he's built up a great relationship with him. He has shaped his career and is therefore a very powerful influence on him.
0: So Toure and his agent go back a long, long way. So Stuart, is there any future
1: for Toure at Man City now? I can never see him being a starting player on the Guardiola and that's really nothing to do with uh, what has happened in the last uh, two or three weeks simply because... Guardiola is known not to rate him as highly as his previous managers have. So, I mean, I thought from the moment Guardiola was appointed that Yaya Torre would be on his way out of Manchester City. And I want to keep saying there's no shame in that for Yaya Torre because he's had a great career at Manchester City. He's achieved amazing things. Everything comes to an end. And changes of managers means often that, that the new manager will want to put his own stamp on the team, create his team around his player rather than an existing player. And Stuart, turning to Toure's retirement
0: from international football, the Africa Cup of Nations finals are only four months away, but he's decided not to try to keep going and to play there. He feels that he can't play for club and for country at the age of 33. And this is quite a common decision
1: for senior players these days. Well, it is. I mean, Alan Shearer was one of the, the first who, who retired from international football saying, I think I can keep my club career going for an extra season or two if I just take this pressure away. And I mean, given that in England, top players may play 50 to 60 games in the year. And of course, for an African player, there's the added issue of two long haul flights. ...for every game you play for your country. Looking at it from Toure's situation, he's 33, he's probably thinking he can play another two or three years at the top level... ...but feels something has to give and that regular travelling to Africa is something that he feels is the best thing to cut out of his schedule. So Stuart thinks that Yaya Toure can keep
0: playing for two to three more years at club level... Well, stay with us, Stuart. Uh, Now, from one big name to another here on Planet Sport Football Africa, as we're going to hear from Nigeria and Chelsea striker Victor Moses. Now, Moses joined Chelsea in 2012, but a year later he was loaned out to Liverpool, then to Stoke and then to West Ham United. Well, things are looking better for Moses now under new Chelsea manager Antonio Conte, and he's been kept at the Blues and has been making appearances as a substitute and has started in the English Football League Cup, including Tuesday's third round game against Leicester. Well, Oluwashina Okaleji spoke to Moses on Skype and first asked how Moses feels about getting back into the Chelsea squad.
2: Um. To so be honest, I've started the pre-season well because um, I just wanted to bring in the pre-season form that, 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 that I've been in, into the new season. and um, It started well for me, so i just got to thank God for that and then um, just keep it up and uh, hopefully I can finish as hard as we can this season.
4: A lot of people in Africa are already saying you're one of the bright starts for Africa in the Premier League. I guess you must be open to continue this run as well.
2: Yeah, I just uh, the most important thing is, uh, is to keep on working hard, and um, it's nice for people to be saying that in Africa. And um, if I, if, I, if I keep the um, consistency going, and um, just keep on working hard, help my teammates, score a few goals, and um, just contribute to the team. Really, that's the most important thing. We've got a good manager that. Give the players uh, enough confidence to to go out and express itself, and that's what and that's what I'm doing at the moment. The manager believes in me, and I just want to keep on um, working hard and um, make sure I do the best I can for the for the for the club.
4: And um, what what do you say to the second chance you're getting at Chelsea, considering the fact that other managers have had to loan you out? This new manager you mentioned now is giving you a second chance at life. Um, how would you describe
3: that?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased with it because um, first of all, I just want to say thanks to the manager because. Um, He's played the game as well, so he he understands the game. He knows how players fail and um, he gave me the chance. And he saw he saw what I done in the pre season, and gave me the chance to this season. So um, he just he just he, I knew that I've got the ability to, to to I knew that I've got the ability, I've got the talent to 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 prove that um, I'm I'm good enough to play for Chelsea. And the manager sees that, and I'm very pleased and. Um, I'll, I'll do my best, as I said before, to, to contribute to the team and to to, to make sure we, we win as much game as we can this season. But um, as I said before, I've, I've always knew that I've got the ability to, to play for a club like this. It's one of the best clubs in the world and uh, I will keep on working hard to, to make sure I, uh, I, um, I play more games in the near future.
4: What is it like training with um, Conte, Antonio Conte, I mean with intensity and everything? What is it like training under him?
2: Yeah, he's very, he's, he's very enjoyable training. Training under under the new manager, he's, he's very, he's a very passionate man, and uh, he loves the game very well. And, um, as I said before, he's played the game before, he understands the game. He just want everyone to give hundred twenty percent, hundred and ten percent, because he's, he's the kind of manager that don't want to see any players going down. He just want everyone to be in the same level, and then as long as you keep on working hard for him, and uh, he, he, will keep, um, he will keep, he will will be there for the players, and uh, and he will help the team.
4: Your experience with him so far is it different from what you've had in the past?
2: Yeah, it's very different because um, he, he came to the club and um, he, he, he knows he, he wants to. He, he wants to know what we eat, and, and then he, he always wants us to be in the gym and uh, make sure it prevent, prevents us from in, getting injured and stuff like that. He's he's a very unique and he's a very different manager from other managers because um, he's very passionate and uh, he loves the game very well.
4: What has Kunte actually said to you about your future? What has he said? Has he said anything particularly to you about your future at the club?
2: No, to be honest, he just said to me that, you know what, you're a good player. I just want to keep on enjoying the football. That's the most important thing he said to me. And then that's what I'm doing at the moment. As soon as I'm out there, I just want to go out there and enjoy my football. That's the most important thing. When you enjoy it and everything will come, I want to work hard for him. And, and, and that's what I'm doing at the moment. I just want to keep on uh, enjoying my football.
4: What's the mood like at the club now with a new manager, new 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 mentality and everything? What's the mood like around the players?
2: Yeah, everyone, everyone is happy. Everyone everyone is um everyone is willing to play for the manager. Everyone is working hard to make sure we win games. Like if you see what happened last season, so the players don't want that to happen this season, and with the manager as well. And he's helping us to make sure that we don't replicate what what happened last season to the club and to to happen again this season. So he's just really here really he's, the really, he's just really here to, to to help us and the players everyone is happy we all want to work hard for him and then we all want to make sure everyone is happy at the end of the day that's the most important thing
0: that's Victor Moses speaking to Oluwashina Okaleji and a steward it's been a long wait hasn't it for Moses to get back into the Chelsea squad it
1: has. And, you know, thinking about this, the thing that surprised me most is that Victor Moses is only 25. You know, he started at Crystal Palace when he was 17. And so he's been around for a long time, You know, having played for Crystal Palace, Wigan, Chelsea, then on loan to Liverpool, stoke West Ham, but you know he's never really established himself in any of those clubs. So the time is coming in his career, I think, when he really has got to get into the Chelsea first team and and hold hold a place. You know, yeah, he's come off the bench in five Premier League games, but never for more than twenty minutes. Sometimes just five or six minutes. So it's great to see him involved. Uh, he has a lot to offer, but. You know, the Chelsea team is full of great players and it's going to be quite a battle, I think, for him to get and hold a starting place in that team. But certainly it'll be something to watch over the, the next few weeks and months. Well, we'll see if
0: Victor Moses can take another step and become a regular starter. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And you can download our app and listen to the show any time. To download it, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've got it, you can listen to the show any time on the app and also access past programmes in our archive. You can also listen to the show on our website, that's planetsportfootballafrica.com, and our Twitter handle is at planetsportfa. You can follow us at planetsportfa on Twitter. Well, still to come on the show, a look at women's football in Egypt.
3: Things were very hard before, uh, but now people are—they uh, are, are, don't look at it as it's a, it's a man's game. Uh, the perspective has changed.
0: That's coming later, but now we turn to WhatsApp and to Facebook. And last week on the show, we talked about one of the best Africans to have ever played in the English Premier League. That's Togo's Emmanuel Adebayor. Now, despite an excellent spell at Arsenal, Adebayor didn't do as well as expected at Manchester City, then at Real Madrid in Spain, and then back in England with Tottenham. Nonetheless, he's always been able to score important goals, and he took Togo to the 2006 World Cup. So we asked, do you think that Adebayor has fulfilled his potential as a player? And on Facebook, Chimex Ubochi in Nigeria says, yes, Adebayor has fulfilled his potential through his achievements in football. History has booked a special place for him, says Chimex. His talents were used well, and he still has more to give. He's a legend. He made so many records in his leagues. On WhatsApp, Belong Badji in the Gambia says, Well, to me, I think Adebayor has fulfilled his potential in one way or the other because he's contributed a lot to the progress of both Togo and Manchester City. And he also won top awards. Uh, but for now, it's going to be a trial for him to achieve more. Gemo is a Cameroonian living in South Korea, and he says Adebayor is one of Africa's finest, and I think he fulfilled his potential, but he could have achieved more if he was more disciplined. He reminds me of Mwangko Kanu, and he'll always be remembered for his goal scoring at different levels of the game and his different styles of goal celebration. Durucidi Reginald from the Gambia has a different perspective, though. No, he didn't really fulfil his potential because he became arrogant to coaches, family, friends and even his teammates, says Durucidi. He gave the impression that he had arrived in the world of football, forgetting that he had many more years to play. Sana Jaune, also in the Gambia, agrees that Adebayor could have done more. Well, he did wonderful at Arsenal, says Sanna, but he failed to deliver at the other clubs. I don't think he can be remembered as an African superstar, says Sanna. From Nigeria, Barnabas Ande says, Adebayor was an exceptionally talented African player, but to me he hasn't really excelled. His best spell was at Arsenal. Thereafter, he was always below par, although he has scored some vital goals in those later clubs. And Sonny Armstrong in Cameroon agrees. Emmanuel Adebayor has not fulfilled his potential as a player, says Nsoni. His move to Man City was the beginning of the end for him. At Arsenal, he could have developed into a better striker, but alas, he moved away. Yes, he's done a lot for Togo, but he's also headstrong. I mean, South Africa's Benny McCarthy moved to Blackburn and made a good show of scoring, so Adebayor just made a flop of his beautiful career, says Ansanyi. Aliu B. Conte in the Gambia agrees. He says, in my opinion, Adebayor's biggest mistake was leaving Arsenal to go to Man City. Since then, the confidence wasn't there anymore. And Olatunde Adeleka, also in the Gambia, is in no doubt. No, to me, he has not fulfilled his potential, says Olatunde because of his impatience, ungratefulness and arrogance. He's a great player, as you rightly said. He was wonderful at Arsenal, then went to Man City, Madrid, Spurs and to Italy and so on in a short time. And also the way he used to treat his country is not good at times, says Olatunde. He should have been a greater, more successful and more fulfilled player than this, in my understanding. To me, he has not fully fulfilled his God-given potential as a player." but Mwinga Maimbalwa in Zambia prefers to focus on the positives. Adebayor, in my view, still has a lot to offer, says Mwinga. He's a very patriotic individual and is still one of the best African players around. Class is permanent. Usman Obi-Turay in the Gambia says he definitely fulfilled his true potential as a professional player. His personal problems away from football, like those with his family, though, tended to disturb his career. To Malawi now, and Alfred Mdimba says, yes, he was a good player. We always have the history of what he did when he was in form. And also in Malawi, Gift Chipanda says, we can say that he has fulfilled it, but I can see more potential in him, only that he's frustrated with the movements from one club to another. Adebayor must rebuild his confidence and disregard what people may say about him. And from the Gambia, Abdullahi Balde says, yes, he did fulfil his potential and I'm very proud of him. He's one of the best strikers in the world of football. And finally, Lamine Sané in the Gambia says, yes, I think he did well, despite some career low moments which sometimes happen. But I think only scoring a goal that qualifies Togo to the World Cup is surely a big achievement. Well, a very interesting debate there. Thanks so much for all of those comments. And Solomon and Stuart had differing views on this on last week's show. And this week, a deal for Adebayor with French club Lyon fell through, so he's still without a club at the moment. Well, this week on Facebook and on WhatsApp, tell us, do you think that Yaya Toure will ever play for Manchester City again? Big controversy, as we heard this week, as Man City manager Pep Guardiola says he won't pick Toure for the club until he apologises for comments made by his agent. Do you think he will ever play for Manchester City again? Give us your thoughts on plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's WhatsApp number plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Will Toure ever play for Man City again? Now, the draw for the 2016 Women's Africa Cup of Nations finals was held last weekend, the tournament being held in Cameroon in November and December. There are eight teams participating. The host Cameroon have been drawn in Group A with South Africa as Zimbabwe, who both played at the Rio Olympics, and also there are Egypt. Group B has the holders Nigeria, Mali, Ghana and Kenya. Well, Egypt were here in Harare this week for a friendly against Zimbabwe, which Zimbabwe won by two goals to one. It's only the second time that Egypt have qualified for the Women's Nations Cup, the other time way back in 1998. Well, Amani Rashed is Egypt's captain, we asked her how women's football is viewed in the country.
3: Things were very hard before. Uh... But now people are, uh, are are they don't look at it as it, it's a it's a man's game. Uh, the perspective has changed. Uh, uh, of course, of, of all the federations have uh, uh, come together to uh, to support these sports. Uh, you will see um, successes in in each sports. Uh, uh, swimming, for example, it's not a man's game or a woman's game. It's it's a sport. And so it's football and this is how we see it. We don't see it as a, man, as a man's game. We see it only. also women can play.
0: And my colleague Howard Musanza spoke to Egypt's assistant coach, Abdel Latif Imam, and asked how women's football is developing in Egypt.
5: There's a lot of improvement in women's football in Egypt for the, last, for the last four or five years. There's a lot of improvement, especially in the last, last 15, 20, 16, 20 months because you know, like Egypt never ever had like three national teams for women football they always have like a senior team that's it now look at the senior team under 20 and under 17. so which is there's a lot of improvement academies a lot of academies out there a lot of clubs good uh, girls football there's a lot of improvement in women football in Egypt look this is the second time that you guys have qualified for the women's africa cup of nations how is this being viewed in, in the whole of Egypt First of all, you know, like back in Ivory Coast, you know, when we when they find out in Egypt, when we called them in Egypt right after the match, they didn't believe us. They said, "Ah, oh, you must be kidding, guys." So, we did qualify. The girls performed well, so that's why we came out out of that result. So, and you know, it's it, there's a new women football in Egypt now. So, is this inspiring a lot of young girls to take up the sport? Uh, believe it or not, you know, like there's over. More than 2,400 young girls coming up.
0: That's Egypt's women's national team assistant coach Abdel Latif Imam. And uh, Solomon looking at the draw for the Women's Nations Cup. uh, Let's start there with Egypt in Group A with Cameroon, South Africa and Zimbabwe. I feel Group
6: A is more interesting than Group B uh, because in Group A you have the host nation, Cameroon, who played in the final uh, against Nigeria in the last edition in Namibia when they lost to uh, Nigeria. And we also have Egypt. And then there is South Africa, of course. uh, And South Africa, we've gotten used to South Africa playing in major tournaments. But Cameroon playing at home, uh, you know, they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. And the indomitable lionesses have gained good experiences when they made their first uh, World Cup appearance. And, and they managed to reach the round of 16 in Canada last year. They have to use this opportunity uh, as a host nation uh, to be able uh, to, to win this. And, and in the same group, we have South Africa and Zimbabwe and who have uh, really shown how much they've grown Uh representing Africa at the Rio Olympic Games where they manage just a point between them. Uh, South Africa, Banyana, Banyana, you know, they definitely are a team that would go out there and try to make sure that they do Better than they did last time in Namibia, they where they lost in the semi final. They're one of the most consistent uh, teams from Africa in the last uh, uh, ten years or so for me. Egypt is the weaker link in this group, and and you have definitely my money is going to be in Cameroon to go through, and and South Africa also to go through. Zimbabwe might just use this as another opportunity for them to gain more experience, uh, but at the same time, I think uh, they might just give South Africa a run for their money depending on how. They they play uh,
0: against Egypt. Well, a tough group for Egypt, I'd say too. It does, though, look fairly straightforward for the defending champions Nigeria in Group B, Solomon, with Mali, Ghana, and Kenya, who this week finished runners-up to Tanzania at the Eastern Central African Regional Women's Championship.
6: Yes, Steve, it surely looks straightforward for Nigeria in uh, Group B. You know, and getting. To be in the same group with Mali, Ghana and Kenya is shortly going to be something that's going to be straightforward for them, I think. Because if you look at the caliber and the reputation of the other teams in the group, but we look forward to much surprises. But after looking at Nigeria's reputation, Nigeria have dominated women's football in Africa and they've been crowned uh, as... Uh champions nine times you know and the only country that has uh, won the africa cup of nations for women outside of nigeria is uh, equatorial guinea Uh, kenya in that group are making their very first appearance at the women's finals and have reached the final of the eastern central africa regional event also in uganda and so they they've been building their reputation it's good to have kenya there for the very first time in their history and i feel tournament like this is it's all about having uh new faces teams coming in for the first time and doing so well but for ghana it's not going to be the first time for them they have been losing finalists in 1998 2002 and 2006 um you know all the time losing to uh, Nigeria, and they they definitely going to be coming in here and trying to see how do we, you know, step up our game and make a difference because they've lost momentum in the last ten years. They're not the usual. A strong team that we used to know the other team in the group mali and their place in the finals when former winners equatorial guinea were disqualified for when they filled an ineligible player uh so they got disqualified so we have mali here mali coming in mali is always a team that has a very physical
0: appearance to their game And it's a fifth appearance for Mali. The last time they were there was in 2010. Well, thanks, Solomon, and the 2016 Women's Africa Cup of Nations gets underway on the 19th of November in Cameroon. Well, that's it for the show for this week. But on Facebook and on WhatsApp, we're asking: Will Yaya Toure ever play for Manchester City again after this big controversy this week? As Man City manager Pep Guardiola said, he won't pick Toure for the club until he apologizes for comments made by his agent. Is it the end of the road? Will Toure play for City again? Send us your thoughts on WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. From Easty e. Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams in Nigeria, and Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.